0: Welcome back to Franklin Covey's On Leadership Series. My name is Scott Miller and I serve as your host each week. For those of you who are subscribing to our weekly newsletter, we appreciate your support in that. Be sure to refer us to all of your colleagues, to your friends, family members. Our newsletter comes out complimentary every week on Tuesdays to your inbox and features a different interview every week with a new thought leader, best selling author, or an otherwise really smart person who we think has insight. To provide to all of us as we look to develop our leadership skills. Today, we have nailed the expert nationally on career advice and development. He happens to be Franklin Covey's Director of Global Recruiting, Aaron Thompson is here on the set. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you, Scott. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me. We interviewed you on Franklin Covey's radio program called Great Life, Great Career on iHeartRadio a few months ago. It's one of the most popular and frequently downloaded podcasts in the series. So we said, why not wow. have you back on because what you have to share is uh, relatable and replicable to all of our lives. You are an expert on helping people really kind of find their right fit career-wise. You've been in the firm for 21 years, is that yep, right? I have. You have read, interviewed, rejected, hired, literally thousands of people. I can't imagine how many, probably 20, 30,000 resumes you've seen. More than that. Yeah, more than that. (laughs) You know, thousands of video interviews. I think the research shows that on average now, most people your age, not my age, are having somewhere between five and seven careers over the course of their lifetime, Mm -hmm. which is different than our parents, right? I mean, my father worked for a company for his entire life, one company, 35 plus years. You and I have both been in this firm for 20 plus years. We're uncommon. We are uncommon, that's right. But you're seeing it not just the norm, but very acceptable to have... Uh, a career with the company for, you know, four to five years sometimes on average. Yep. And where when we were raised, it was a little bit shameful to kind of move around. Now it's the norm, is it not? Absolutely, it's the norm. So yeah. we've got you here for about 30 minutes today. I want to just kind of rapid fire about 30 questions to you. Okay. About a minute or two at the most for each of them. We're going to go about 35 minutes because you have a wealth of knowledge I want to have um, transferred out to our... Um, Our population today first and foremost I love this quote from Harvey McKay that says dig your well before you're thirsty a very famous book that he wrote and you have a very similar passion that people should take control of their careers and not kind of give them over to their boss or their employer expand on that thought a little bit yeah
1: so you at the end of the day you own your career and uh, you need to take responsibility for it and you know you're gonna work for 40 plus years so be thinking about uh, your career five years from now, ten years from now, what can you do to kind of build to achieving your career goals? And so a bad career strategy, I think, is waiting for your boss to retire. Yeah. You know, a good career strategy is having you know, intermediate goals over the next year, the next couple of years to develop yourself. Ask for advice, ask for help. Uh, some companies are better at promoting from within than others. I think, you know, Franklin Covey, we, we promote from within. I think we have a good culture for that. Not all companies do. So it's it's worth being deliberate about developing and uh, taking ownership f- for your career because ultimately it's, it's up to you.
0: I think it's sound advice. I was coaching a colleague of mine, Nick Carrier. He has a webcast called, um, I think it's Your Best Self, and he interviewed me. And I was talking about how deliberate I've been with my own career. Back when I was in my early 20s, I sort of made a bit of a Gantt chart, and I plotted out where I wanted to be when I was 60, and I kind of backed it into the eight or ten positions that I needed, both in terms of you know skill development and international experience and, and a C-level job and a marketing role and a sales role. And I've tacked pretty close to mine, mm-hmm. and I think that statement of when you write your goals down and visualize them, the odds they'll become true or higher, I think the same applies to your career. I think too few people think even broader than five or one or five years that... Thinking out 10, 15 years can help you be more deliberate with picking your jobs. Absolutely. Do you yeah. find that when people are interviewing with you, too few do that, or do you think people have not just the next job, but how that's gonna help them move to the next career as well, in mind?
1: I think too few people do that. I think most people are looking for, I mean, they're looking for their next job. That's what's front and foremost right. on their mind. That's right. what's most important. I don't know that they're always piecing together how this will impact five, 10 plus years down the road. And, and candidly, it's okay. It's okay, but the more that you can do that, the better when you have that longer term plan.
0: You're not a financial planner. No. <laughs> but I'll bet you there is a correlation to people's short-sightedness on career development and their need for a paycheck. Yes. And some of the best advice I got from someone was a colleague of mine, Roger Baca. He went to a career transition. And when he lost his, this job he I had, used to work for
1: Roger. Yeah.
0: He, so when he left Franklin Covey, his job was eliminated. I talked to him like the next day and said, are you concerned? And he said, you know, not really. It's been a great run. But my wife and I have been really prudent with our finances. So I'm OK. I can take as much time as I need to to find the right fit. And he did that. He, and I think some great career advice is get your financial house in order so that if you are looking for a job, you're not forced to take something that is short term. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when
1: it's it's common for people to go through career transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not uncommon for people to to lose a job at some point. Companies are whitewater, they're topsy turvy. Things change. You can get laid off. Yeah. It does happen. Right. In fact, it's almost be more unique if that didn't happen mm-hmm. to you once through your career right. than if. Right. And so
0: it's not a badge of shame either, is it?
1: Not, no. no. It, it it it's 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 normal. So uh, be prepared for that, and. Uh, you know sometimes when when that happens an opportunity when one door closes another opens so another opportunity comes along I have a friend who got laid off from a, uh, a company and he found another opportunity with another organization he's in finance and accounting and he's grown tremendously in this company it's been he, he looks back at that and goes that's the best thing that happened to mm-hmm. me that I got laid off because it created this other opportunity so uh, you know it, it happens uh, tell everybody people want to help you yeah. so don't be ashamed about it be open about it and uh, don't hesitate to take a gap job if you need to do some consulting work or do something while you find that right what right position uh, you know when I graduated from college if I can be a little self referenced Scott I pointed the bat at Franklin Covey hmm. that's a company I wanted hmm. to work for I read the Seven Habits when I was 17 years old my dad in 1989 attended Stephen Covey's workshop on the Seven Habits. It was hot off the press. He came home from this workshop. It was just an evening kind of overview of the book. He set it on the counter. I snatched it. I don't think my dad ever saw the book again. I read it, set life goals. I really loved the book. And uh, but graduating from college, I wanted to work for Franklin Covey. But it took me six months to get in the door here what did I do? I went and worked at a, at a local golf shop, because I love golf. It was my gap job mm. for a little while until I, until I got in the door here.
0: So as a, as a seasoned executive level recruiter, you don't look down on any resume if someone has been laid off or they've taken some gap jobs. You, you empathize with that to say, this lady or man is providing for their family. They're just filling it in. I, I value that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of
1: course, I want to know their story and what happened and reasons why and what changed. And I could be suspect, you know, in some cases if it doesn't seem right. But, mm-hmm. but by and large, I respect it, mm-hmm. that you're willing to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to support your family. Speaks to work ethic and, and commitment and responsibility. Exactly. Right. So, so I, I, I value that. And it, it's okay that you, you may not have had a job that was exactly what you wanted for yeah. a period of time. Yeah.
0: Aaron, big buckets today. The first bucket I want to talk about is education. It's a mm-hmm. passion of yours to understand how much and how little is necessary? Talk a little bit about the importance of choosing the right amount of education for someone's career. Yeah, I mean, so uh, as a general
1: rule, get all the education that you can, mm-hmm. especially as it relates to your field of study and, and your career. Uh, but you you got to be smart about it. Education is is very expensive today, and so I think you got to be thinking about the education that I that I'm getting. Is it going to directly lead to career opportunity? And is it going to increase my earning potential? So certainly to get a bachelor's degree of any kind, I recommend, or if you're choosing a trade school or other forms of education. But in terms of, you know, masters and above, I'd be strategic about how is this really going to help advance my career? Because if I just go get, uh, you know, a masters or a PhD in Uh, aeronautics or philosophy or whatever it is? Is that really advancing my career? And can I afford that education?
0: I'm going to guess most of the jobs at Franklin Covey don't require an advanced degree because we're not a high-tech company or a medical company, and there's some exceptions. As a recruiter, do you look more or less favorably if someone's gone and achieved an MBA or a master's in some, some segment versus they've invested in an equal amount by hours perhaps of continuing education or certifications, do you have a, a proclivity towards one or the other?
1: I, I value both. I yeah. mean, an, an MBA is, is universal. It, you can apply it to all aspects of business. So an MBA is very valuable. But there's so many opportunities, you know, certificate programs. I mean, isn't it Seth Godin who offers the? Yeah,
0: the Alt-MBA. Alt-MBA.
1: Right. right? right. You, 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 there's opportunities like that that are, yeah. that are really valuable. And so there's so many ways to learn today. I mean, Franklin Covey, what, what do we do? We, right. we help educate and
0: develop employees. And if you look at a resume and someone has under, say, certifications and professional development, and they've attended or gone through perhaps some of our competitors, right? Franklin Covey or Ken Blanchard or Center for Creative Leadership, do those things appeal to you? Absolutely. They're all valuable, yes. That just
1: adds to your resume, to your life experience, to uh, what you know, all all really valuable. Okay. So so be a, be, a, be a learner, be a lifelong learner, whether that's formal education or, or informal.
0: So yeah. let, let's roll our sleeves and kind of talk about early career evolution. What advice would you give people sort of just out of high school or coming out of college as they're looking at companies they want to target and join?
1: Yeah. So target companies that you have some connection with or interest in working for. Because it's so easy to research companies. You can hop on the internet, learn a little bit about the organization, what they do, and you know, target companies that you would be excited about, being a part of. And then just find a way in the door and find where you can work for someone that you, you know, where it's a healthy culture, you can learn from the people around you, uh, look for internships where you can just kind of gain experience in different areas. How, how
0: valuable or important are internships for early career entry professionals? Really important.
1: Yeah, uh, that that experience, just just a little bit of experience with a few different companies, make you much more valuable coming in the door than if you're just you know brand new out of college, really no work experience.
0: If you have some work experience, very valuable. Is that because? Is it more because they have some? Experience working in a corporate culture, or do you think they've actually learned some things, or a little bit of both?
1: A little bit of both. Yeah. That experience in the corporate culture is very important. They they, they can collaborate, work well with others, you know, uh, but also that they have some. They've they're starting to develop some skill sets. I mean, how, how many interns have we hired in
0: marketing yeah. at Franklin Covey? Almost, that, that everyone coming in starts at an internship. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. You have a story. Um, is it Srilina? Yes. Story uh, and talk about that.
1: So Shrelina has been interning with Franklin Covey the last year as a Salesforce uh, analyst okay. intern. And she's just finishing up her business analytics degree at the University of Utah. She's uh, really bright, wicked smart with uh, analytics and technology and machine learning, that kind of thing. And so I've been promoting her a little bit in the company to leaders, hey, this is someone you ought to at least talk to, have an informational discussion with, see if she might help you. So she's done that. She had a couple of conversations in the organization. Well, our CIO spoke at the U just a few weeks ago. Shrilina went and introduced herself. They 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 met and connected and had an informational discussion and our CIO was like, "Oh my goodness. The way the where our company's going right now with uh, our technology and all access pass and what we're doing, we need this kind of talent in, in the organization." And she's meeting with our Shrilina. she's meeting with our Vice President of yep. Innovations today. Yep to explore a role that we really don't have open but we really have need for. So, um, she created a whole business plan around how she might help Franklin Covey given where our business is headed today and what her her skill sets are about
0: so she could do that because she was in the firm right it had some sense for it exactly it's harder outside the firm do you think internships are reserved for people coming just out of college do you see more seasoned professionals ever taking some time to do an internship somewhere is it more for early career more entry? so out of
1: college yeah yeah but but you might get hired on you know in temporary roles mm-hmm. with an organization mm-hmm. um or they not quite, you know, they don't, maybe they don't have the budget for this role, but they, they need some temporary help, that's another good way to get in the door, yeah. be,
0: be open to... High correlation between people coming in as a contractor or as a temporary assigned employee, earning their influence and in, in, in showing their contribution and getting hired on to a full-time job.
1: Contract work is a is a great way to go. Yeah.
0: Let's yeah. talk resumes. Uh-huh. You've read tens of thousands. You said a lot more. So many. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands I of resumes. like that. Just, yeah. Just, you do? That's interesting. Yep. So... Assimilate the hundreds of thousands in your head. 2019, what are some of the best resumes looking like to the Optic Eye? Or does that even matter? Do you even actually see how they're laid out? Are they scanned in with algorithms? What's the art of resume building right now?
1: Yeah. So the the key things that I look for are your career summary. You know, and it's right at the top. It's just a brief statement about who you are and where you're headed.
0: Sometimes I see it as like your professional profile. Your professional profile, that's very important. Two or three sentences, eight or 10 sentences? Uh, Four or five. And what should it say? Give me an example.
1: So, uh, you know, I'm I'm an HR professional with experience in recruiting and employee development. And looking forward, I want to continue to build that career and uh, advise um, others in, in building and, and, and landing great careers.
0: Why is that important to you as a recruiter to, to read that couple sentences? It
1: allows me to to know what genre of work they're passionate about okay. and where their experience and skills are. And that that's because I'm, I'm assimilating that to where might they fit. So Should that pe- just gives me a quick snapshot of where, where do they go.
0: Should candidates revise that for different jobs that they're uh, for? Yeah, we're multifaceted people, multi-talented
1: yeah. people. So revise it um, for, for various positions. Yep, I would do
0: that. How, many, how often do paper resumes come across your desk?
1: Uh, every
0: day. Every day. Oh, yeah. So people should have them print and digital. Sometimes they come digital you'll print them out and look at them. Yep, yep. Any special format? Anything's not to do? Glamour uh, shots? They, 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 they,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, glamour shots... If you put your picture on a resume, it's not the end of the world, but I don't recommend it. Okay. I, I, you know, it's, that's LinkedIn, right? Because pictures are standard there, right. so I, I definitely have it on LinkedIn. But the the biggest advice that I have is just make it easy to read. You know, visually. recruiters visually, lots of white space, lots of bullet points. I just need to be able to skim and scan that in thirty seconds easily. If I see a bunch of paragraphs, and just lo- I'm not going to read it. So it's okay to have a one, two, even three-page resume, you know, if you're experienced in your career, but just make it easy for me to
0: clip through. So don't have a three-pager if you're 22 years old. No. Right. Mm -mm. Don't stretch it out. Right. Uh, What types of things should they not include on it that people think they want to put on it, and you say, don't put that on your resume? Any any heads heads up or watch outs there?
1: not really. I mean, if the, if the further down your career, you can start to drop some things off. So you right. don't need to list that right. you're an Eagle Scout any longer. Right. You don't need to list that you graduated from high school. You know, those things make me laugh sometimes. Yeah. Things like that. But no, just the, the most relevant things that's going to help you in achieving. You know, in um, landing that that you know, that role that you want, keep on there. But other stuff that maybe is not as relevant, you can start to drop off.
0: So Aaron, you're the Director of Recruitment for Franklin Covey. this global company offices in almost 60 countries. Tens of thousands of resumes coming a week into your whole division. You have a team of recruiters that work for you. What are all the ways that resumes come in and how do they get to the top? So they probably come in from all these career search sites, right? Yep. Ladders and Monster and Indeed, all those. Mm -hmm. They probably come in from referrals. Does anybody ever drop the resume off at the front desk receptionist, and does that matter? And do you do you discourage that or encourage that? Yeah, on occasion, maybe you know a
1: couple times a month i will have someone show up at the at our you know front door unannounced, unannounced. Right. They'll ask for you know the receptionist will call me or one of our other recruiters. And do uh, you come out? Yeah, if you I can, you can. If I'm if I'm busy, I can't. Right. But, right. But I, yeah. I, if I if I can, I will, and I actually value that. I value the. Um, just the tenacity to walk in the door yeah. and to ask to talk to someone.
0: For someone who's not proximate geographically, I'm looking for a job in a company my EMA can't get there, how do I get my resume to stand out and gain the attention of the internal recruiting group at a company five states away? Yeah, you got to network,
1: network, network. So, so who do you know that works at that organization that no could one. refer you in? No one. Okay, so you, you got to get on LinkedIn and you gotta search uh,
0: who's working at that company in areas that you're interested in. So I need in. to find an ambassador, somehow somewhere in that company, of someone who will shepherd my resume over into the HR department for me.
1: Yes, so I can think of three, I can, I can think of several actually. Client partners, it's a, it's a sales role in right. Franklin Covey. We, right. we, you know, we have 180 client partners across the nation, both with our corporate business and our education practice. And I can think of several who ping me directly on LinkedIn and express their interest in the role and just reasons why they think they would be really good at it. And they not only pinged me, they pinged the hiring leader. They might have pinged the CEO. Mm-hmm. They, they pinged other persons in that role. And so when that comes in, I, I, take, a, I take a look at it for sure. And. Um, We've hired several of those people that were very deliberate about going after Franklin Covey because Mm -hmm. they felt like they had skills and abilities that that fit well with our company and culture.
0: So how does someone get your attention? Let's say they can't find an ambassador in the firm or or their their efforts to reach out have been shunned or just ignored because people are busy. What is the, what's the appropriate way for someone who's targeted Franklin Cubby? Mm-hmm. they don't have a network inside the company, they've tried, they failed, they live in Europe, they're moving to Utah a year from now, and they want to get your attention? Is it to email you, call you, text you, send flowers to your house? I mean, honestly, what is the appropriate way to get Aaron Thompson's attention? Because there's hundreds of thousands of Aaron Thompsons across the world, and they're all just as buried and busy as you are. Yeah. Because you're the guy to get to. Be persistent. Keep after it. It's, not, a, it's all, not annoying all, all, to you?
1: No. All
0: of those ways that you just mentioned, okay. I'd, I'd, I'd utilize all of them. So if I sent my resume, if I found your house address, and I sent my resume to your house with a note, you wouldn't feel stalked or offended? No. OK? No. It's going to get
1: my attention. I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to respond. Yeah. I'm, going to, you know, I'm not just right. going to completely ignore you. I'm going to make sure that we respond. And if you're not a fit, if you're just flat out not a fit. You'll tell yeah. us. I'll tell you that. Right. Right. right, But if, but if you know, there's any connectivity there because of your tenacity and your persistence and your creativity to get in the door, look, I'm, I'm looking for, on the sales side, I'm looking yeah. for salespeople yeah. that have all that tenacity, right. that are willing to ping multiple people in the organization right. to get right. in the door. It's what I'm looking for. Yeah.
0: So I value that a lot. Let's talk about websites. Indeed and Monster and and, and, uh, Ladders and others. Any you like more than the other? They serve different purposes. If you were today severance from Franklin Covey Mm -hmm. and you had to go out and find a new job, walk me through the first week or so of what your job search would be like.
1: Yeah, so there's really two approaches in my mind to take when you're looking for your next career. One is a narrow search. Okay. so it's. Point the
0: bat at a couple of companies that you're interested
1: yeah, in. Yeah, I think five to 10. Okay. What are the five to 10 companies that you think you'd like to work for because you have experience that connects with those companies, mm-hmm. you resonate with their product or service or what they do, and you would want to be there. So then it's networking. Again, it's networking to help get in the door. And utilizing LinkedIn, professional networking site, is really valuable. Uh, so definitely, definitely do that. Um, you know, ask advice, you know, from people to how you can get in the door to that organization. The, the resume is one thing, but getting a face-to-face meeting with someone is what's
0: most important. So, At any given time, your team's recruiting for 20, 30, 40 roles or such or yeah. more or more. Yeah. Do you use these websites actively to, to help you um, rise to the cream of the crop, so to speak, the resumes, Indeed and others? Yeah, so
1: we use. I mean, we use LinkedIn, we use CareerBuilder, we use yeah. Indeed. You know, we've picked three or four because yeah. there's so many you right. can't use them all. Right. Um, there's certainly uh, industry sites if you're in technology or other areas where you want to be on. You know, the the sites that are most relevant to your industry. But yeah, we we pick a few and we go with those. But uh, yeah, certainly the wide search right is where you're just applying to all kinds of positions. And you're is that, just... is that good or
0: bad for someone's brand? Or do you even do you even know so it doesn't matter?
1: It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you got to you, you got to apply at a lot of places to get lucky for one. I mean, I can think of a few senior people we have here who we hired off, you know, career builder or other sites like that. I mean, I would still say 30 to 40% of our hires still come off Job boards. Wow. Now we as recruiters have to sift through a lot right. to get to the right. to the gold to the gems, but
0: we still utilize those. We still hire from those. Uh, you know, Se- seems like the yeah. first approach is probably better. That point the bat because yeah. I mean, you hear these stories around people that applied for 340 jobs and got no responses. I'm guessing it's because they just had a a sort of milk toast white vanilla resume one for all and i got to think that's not nearly as valuable as pointing the bat at five or ten companies and, and truthfully catering your resume, that's true, yes. to each one of those, and say, I want to get a job at Franklin Covey with Aaron. I'm going to make sure my resume speaks to this particular job in this company as opposed to one resume that's just kind of you know, cast to the wind. Still
1: be strategic, even if you're applying at a ton of different companies and kind of spreading wide, still be strategic about... Uh, You know the genre that you work in like um you know for me i'd be looking for hr servicing companies or you know video interviewing companies or uh you know assessment organizations Mm -hmm. or staffing firms Mm -hmm. because i have experience as a recruiter i can relate to all those kinds of companies because I've, i've I've worked in that, that, yeah. that genre, that
0: industry. Makes sense, okay, you mentioned it. interviewing. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Seems like the trend is to, before you're ever going to get a live, in-person interview, they're gonna fly you out or they're gonna book a time with you if you're local, almost everyone's doing some type of video interview first.
1: Yeah, it's very common now.
0: Talk yeah. through how that works. So um, if you were my coach or my brother and I was getting ready to do an interview, what am I going to experience on this video interview?
1: Yeah, you're going to get an email that says, hey, congratulations, you got the interview. Okay. You'll be able to log in, take a few practice questions, but this uh, a question comes across the screen. I see. You have a minute to think about it. You have up to three minutes to so answer it. So stop there
0: because you're going a little fast for me. Yeah. So I'm going to log in at an appointed time or whenever I want. Whenever you want, on demand. Right. Yeah. And, and I have my laptop in front of me at my house. Dressed professionally, obviously, right? Yep. And there's going to be a couple of test questions that come across the screen for me to get my groove. Get your groove. You're never going sure to see you're... those as the recruiter. Right. Just you're not sure. going to see them. Nope. I won't right. see
1: them. Just making sure all your audio is working. Yeah. yeah. So
0: at some point on my own, I'm going to hit record or whatever it is. Yep. You have pre-programmed how many questions? Uh, five or six. Five or six? Yep. And they're going to come at me, mm-hmm. and I'm to answer those to the best of my ability, obviously. The whole video interview is... About 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I hit send or done, and it comes to you. Yep. Someone on your team then starts reviewing them. Yep. The whole thing?
1: Uh, the whole thing or parts of it. Right. I'm mean, going to have them right on my phone. I can just go pop it. I can skip through questions. I can watch as much or as little of it as I, as I want.
0: And the team that you lead is doing this all day long, too. Yes. They're just flipping through. They're stopping and watching one. They're calling you know if they love one or if it's really poor, they're skipping past it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So in almost mo- most organizations now, video interview is the first hurdle
1: it, after the resume it's not always it could be though so yeah. be prepared to do a video or a digital on-demand interview it's very common now um, it, it's not it's not every time
0: what tips would you give someone to make sure they nail their video interview yeah
1: so uh just be genuine be yourself relax in front of the camera humor uh yeah, sure okay yeah if you can add some humor in there you bet you're
0: a but you're still human right I mean, uh, yeah be human
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And just be concise, you know, in terms of answering the questions, just because you have three minutes, you don't have to take that whole three minutes. Okay. Get to it. Get to the point. Answer the questions. Move on.
0: Great. Yeah. They passed the video interview. What's next? Yeah. So
1: uh, next up interview would be a, an interview with the recruiter.
0: On the phone typically or on the phone video conference? Or,
1: or, or video conference. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Zoom one, or one Skype
0: tools. is a tool you use a lot. We use Zoom a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, do, you, do you give any advice on what they should wear in that video interview? Past, you know, the Skype or Zoom call? The on-demand interview, Dressed yeah. like you're in a live, in-person yeah. interview. Any, yeah. any advice on where you should be? I know it's not Starbucks, but do you care about living room, bedroom, office, WeWork? Not so much. It okay. can be anywhere. Just be cognizant
1: of what's behind you, that, right. you know, that it's appropriate. Right. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had <laughs> some that weren't? <laughs> uh, no. Not not, Not, not really. that you'll disclose, okay. Yeah, not, not that I'll disclose, <laughs> yeah. um, but just be comfortable with it, yeah.
0: Okay, fast forward, live in-person interview. What not to do? Give me a half dozen don't do these things because it's going to not end well for you. Yeah, so don't
1: over talk, right? It's easy Uh-oh. in an interview to answer the questions and just keep going. Right. So know your story, your background, your experience, and, uh, but be concise. Get to the point, answer the question, and then just stop talking.
0: That's hard for me. Because you're gonna pick it up and take it where you want to next. Yes. Right, people yeah. are nervous. Yeah. So they chatter on.
1: It's very common for people to over talk. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that doesn't mean we're not gonna hire you. Right. We might coach you around that. Yeah. But just be cognizant of it. Okay, what else? Yeah. Keep going, a couple more. Yeah, so, um, so be consultative. So at the appropriate time in the interview, be prepared to ask some really great questions around, hey, what, what does success in this role look like? What are key attributes that this person, whoever you hire, needs to have to be wildly successful in this role? What are attributes of others that have been very
0: successful in this role? Um, well, i guessing failed, right? Who's failed in this and why? Yeah sure yeah. yeah who's failed and why what are the what are the roadblocks so what, what percentage of the people that are asking those great questions mm-hmm. then also writing down the answers uh yeah the,
1: the, the, yeah some are taking notes you would expect everyone to yeah if, if not they're taking notes right here okay and in their follow-up right right they're they're tying back to what they learned in the interview and how they'd approach the role so there, there's really good follow-up and tie him back to the
0: conversation. On the radio program, we talked about in our previous interview how important it is that people come clear on what they can add to the business. That they're just not all thinking what can they take away, but they have a reverse mindset of here's what I'm going to do to progress your goals as a company and kind of have that mindset throughout. You can tell if someone has oriented their way towards that or if they're just thinking about what they can take away.
1: Yeah, so I'd recommend if you're, if you're getting past that, certainly the recruiter interview, you're getting further down the interview process, to be thinking about, and even put pen to paper, a business plan, right? Here's what I'm learning about the organization. Here's what I'm learning about the, the, the goals of this role. Here's, how, here's what I do in this position. My first 90 days in the role, my first six months in the role, and create a business plan of what you would do And it just shows that you're really being strategic, you're being real thoughtful around how you could add value. And sometimes we ask for a business plan, but even if we don't ask for it, it's very appropriate to come and be prepared to talk about that and leave it behind.
0: Yeah. Aaron, any insights or opinions we we hear a lot about and everybody is increasingly aware the role that unconscious bias plays in our professional lives, right? Mm -hmm. In our personal lives. Mm -hmm. And you hear a lot about these studies of you know people that have ethnic-sounding names or female versus male and such. What do you do as the leader of the recruitment team to make sure that you're not letting your own biases come into early interviewing in terms of your own prejudice and such? Mm-hmm. Is it a real issue that you face and struggle
1: with? Well, I think you got to be aware of it, mm-hmm. and you got to be very open to um, all, you know, all forms of success in that role and what that might look like. I have my own biases. You have your own biases. Right. We all do. So to be cognizant of that, you know, hiring leaders, everyone that I recruit for in this company, they have their own biases. And you know what? I know what they are.
0: And do you all talk about them?
1: Because yes. Yeah, and surface them? Because yeah. I've recruited for these people so many times. Yes. I know what
0: they like and don't like yes yeah and it's your job to kind of keep everybody aware of their biases and reminding them when they're creeping in I can think of a client partner that we hired
1: you know five years ago and the the hiring leader watched the digital interview and said I'm not interested and I called up this sales leader and I said you know what I've had an hour-long conversation with this person they're awesome like you're gonna really like this person. I really want you to at least spend a half hour and talk to this person because they're really strong. And so he did. Six years later, five, six years later, that's a strong performing yeah. salesperson yeah. for Franklin Covey. And a few times that sales leader has said, Aaron, I'm so glad. Wow. It's great. Told, so, Good story. so there was a bit of a bias when they watched yeah. that digital interview. Yeah. They said, oh, I'm not interested. And then, you know, things changed.
0: Our time is tight, couple minutes left. What advice would you give the person that's in their perhaps 50s and 60s, they're in transition, they're not ready to retire yet, both intellectually, mentally, and financially, and Mm -hmm. they need one more run, but they feel like they're getting discriminated against, they can't get some traction because they're older in their career. Any advice you would give to people in that situation on how to rebrand themselves, get some traction? Talk to a lot of these people. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And um, I I think... They need to be very flexible with opportunities that they might pursue. Uh, What I mean by that is oftentimes they've been very senior in their careers. They've led the company or the business unit or the team. And now they're considering roles where they're going to be a player on the team again and not leading it. So they need to be coachable.
0: And in terms of ego, as in they're willing to step down a notch? They do, yes. And does that ever frighten you? Do you ever get nervous or are you inspired by someone who was a divisional general manager and now they're willing to be a team player? How do you view that as a recruiter?
1: I, I love it. You do? Be- because, because we get this... Excellent talent inside the organization who has so much experience and can add so much value But they have to be okay to report to someone who's younger and quite frankly less experienced than they are they may not earn as much as they are used to earning and uh, But if they're coachable and flexible and they still want to add value You know they put enough money in the bank where they don't have to earn what they they've made in the past I,
0: I love it. You see it happening increasingly. Yes. How does it work yeah. out? Because I would have to think it would be, for most people, a bit of an, you know, ego enema, we call it, to just kind of step down. Does it, does, are most people, are some people, few people, able to step back and then thrive in a more junior role? Some. Not all. Not the, not the majority.
1: Yeah, I would say, yeah, there's half that can, but half, they're, look, they're, they're wired to lead, they're li- wired right. to be the senior person, and right. I don't blame them for not wanting to be.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, but they have to go find that role, yeah. too.
0: Last question. Uh, the best career searches you've seen, what do they look like?
1: Career what, what, search. What, what are the people of...
0: tangibly doing that they're out there and they're nailing the job, they, they, they have the best resume, they have the best interviews? Are there some kind of diamonds out there to say, make sure you do this, this, and this, because it will exponentiate your likelihood of getting the job?
1: Yeah, um, I think they're being. I think I've, I've talked about it a bit, but they're being real deliberate with mm-hmm. just that short list of companies they the want bat. to be a part of. Yeah. Pointing the bat, they 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 know the company well in terms of the the language, the culture. Um, they've. They've read the annual report, if it's publicly traded, mm-hmm. they know what's on the minds of the CEO, what's on the mind of the CEO and senior leaders, and they can connect how they can come in and contribute and make a difference. It's about adding value, right? And and producing results and making it different for that organization, and that's what they're focused on. Now, compensation is always important. It's an important consideration, and they need to be, you know, as a recruiter, I'm always wanting to know what range do you need to be in to consider this opportunity? Are, are we, we even are talking to the same Are we in sports, the right, right? ballpark, right. Right? right? But if that's all in alignment, um, are they in a position where they can really add value?
0: Do you prefer difference? the candidate not bring up compensation? I'm okay if
1: they do. You're fine either if, way. But if they don't, I will. Right. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's always important to make sure that that's addressed. And Those
0: that's, who don't, are they not concerned about it or they've been coached not to bring it up early on?
1: uh they, they've probably been you know they're, they're focused on how they can make a difference how they can add yeah. value and they yeah. don't want to have compensation be a stumbling block early on okay. in the interview process yeah. but be but be prepared to talk about it yeah. when i ask people look be prepared to share a range right what, what right. do you need to make between x and y yeah. to consider this opportunity or yeah. any other opportunity know what your range is when people say ah, i'm not real comfortable to share that It's kind of a showstopper.
0: Wow. I mean, you know, you kind of got to be
1: prepared to share that. Right, right. And they might turn it to me and say, well, what range does this opportunity, you know, And you're okay with that, too.
0: And I'm okay with that. I'm going to answer that question. You bet. Aaron, we could go for another hour easily. Our time is up. How often do you interview someone for one particular role, and you determine, that fits not exactly right, but you've got five or six others over here you're thinking, this actually might be something that could fit you better. That happens quite often. It does. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day,
1: I'm looking for talent. In, you know, just talented people that have strong work ethic and discipline. They're collaborative. They're synergistic. They um, you know, want to make a contribution, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when I find those people, if they're multifaceted, we're, we're multifaceted people. I want to get you in the organization. And so, yeah, I'll recommend you to other areas if I think there's a strong enough correlation.
0: Because yeah. I'm guessing not every role that's coming available is on the website. You at any given time know there's 20 or 30 more that might be open in the next three or four months, and you've got them in your head or on your board or in your computer, and you're always thinking about could it fit here or could it fit there.
1: Yes, and when I talk to someone who I think is really talented and we don't have a position for them, I'll still recommend them to various leaders yeah. that, where I think they might – they might be able to utilize someone like that. So I will promote people within the organization uh, when I think they could really help us.
0: Finish off final point. Mm-hmm. Social media. How important is it for people to have some social media? Can you have too much? Do you ever go into somebody's Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook page and look around a little bit? On occasion, you don't have a lot of time to surf their web. I mean, I on know. occasion
1: I do. Um, when some of those sites were brand new and first out, I did more. So but I, I don't really have time for it. Right. But um, right. Just be aware of what you have out on social media. How you represent yourself. Be cognizant of it, and uh, you know, make sure it's professional. Yeah, yeah.
0: Sir, great conversation. I'm going to hire you for my next career when Franklin Covey cans me. (laughs) Hey, I'd be happy to help. But no, we want you here, Scott. You're not going anywhere. Aaron, (laughs) thanks for your time today. We'll have you back because as the landscape changes, I think this is so valuable to all of our subscribers and clients to really figure out what's like on the inside, right? How do you make sure you uh, point the bat, add contribution, add value, and represent your brand well for any um, any interview. Thank you for your time. Thanks for having me, Scott. And thanks, thanks for well. joining us. We have a great lineup of guests coming. You won't believe the next five or six months' worth of guests that our, that our bookers have planned. It gets better and better every week. Hope you enjoyed. Enjoyed us today. If you aren't subscribing, visit franklincovey.com. Click on the On Leadership button and subscribe to the weekly newsletter. It comes out every Tuesday via email and includes an a video interview like the one with Aaron today, also in podcast format, as well as a weekly blog article and downloadable tool. Visit franklincovey.com and subscribe, and we'll see you back here next week with an awesome guest. Thanks so much.